0: Welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It is my belief that a vital piece of parenting is the encouragement, praise, and the creation of opportunities for your child to practice the essential skill known as delaying gratification. Delayed gratification or deferred gratification is defined as the psychological condition which enables the individual to wait patiently for future benefits instead of demanding something that they desire instantly and then act accordingly. So a little history on this topic. There was a famous study, a study that involved marshmallows that looked at and gratification. You may be familiar with it, but if you aren't, it was called the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment. And it was led by a psychologist named Walter Michel in 1972. So in this study, a child was offered a choice between one marshmallow, but immediate reward, or two marshmallows if they waited for a period of time. During this time, the researcher would leave the room for about 15 minutes and then returned. If the child did not eat the one marshmallow while the researcher was away, they would be rewarded with an additional marshmallow. So what researchers found in this study and other studies like it is that children who are able to wait longer for the preferred rewards tended to have all types of better life outcomes. And here are just a few of those research-backed benefits. Better social skills. Lower levels of substance abuse lower likelihood of obesity, better grades, higher SAT scores, better stress response, less aggression, lower divorce rates, higher levels of job satisfaction, and higher levels of overall happiness. Okay, so I hope that gets your buy-in when it comes to seeing this as an important ability for your child's development. Because when you think about it, delaying gratification is directly tied to one's ability to self-regulate or I guess you could say to practice self-control and to bring in and address something that many parents are focused on. That thing being executive function skills, those skills being paying attention, organizing, planning, prioritizing, task initiation, sustained effort, regulating mood, regulating behavior, those ones. Yeah, there's a good argument to be made, that all of those involve and include the ability to delay gratification. And on this topic, an important thing to know is that currently, like now, it's harder than ever for our youth to delay gratification. Technology and other advances have made our wants, our desires, available to us much more rapidly than they ever have. And often, they're available instantaneously. Our youth are not seasoned in the sport known as the waiting game. That is to say, they don't get a whole lot of practice when it comes to developing the character strength known as patience. Think about it. When it comes to food, social interactions with friends, dating, music, watching movies, the purchase and delivery of goods and services, all of these things are super quick, if not instant, in their delivery. And an important note here, what is also being delivered is something called dopamine, which is known as the pleasure hormone. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that plays a key, a crucial role in our brain's reward system. And because of this role, anything that delivers us the immediate delivery or maybe a dump of dopamine, will these devices of delivery can become highly addictive. And today, the delivery of dopamine is available in an instant. And when and when the delivery time of dopamine is an instant, many people, and especially our youth, find that delay inappropriate, impermissible, and at times intolerable. And on this topic of delivery time, one of the things I, I like to do is, uh, is ask young people if they think it's crazy that they can purchase something from their phone, and that it will be delivered to their door two days later. And what's interesting is their answer is usually, well, no. And sometimes the answer is some version of, actually, I think it's crazy that it takes a whole two days. And it makes sense that these would be their responses, because this is what they've grown up with. Gratification is now more abundant and accessible than it's ever been in the history of humanity. Therefore, situations that result in waiting for the delivery of dopamine, well, these situations can feel insufferable. Has your child ever described the despair, the sheer agony of being left unread? But here's the thing. The things that truly matter, the ones that are responsible for our life's most meaningful and sustainable forms of happiness and life satisfaction, they are and will forever remain number one, meaningful relationships. And number two, meaningful work. So while the majority of the things that our youth want or desire are available in an instant, the things that matter most will remain in the realm. I guess you could say the Department of Delayed Gratification. Simon Sinek said it well when he said, You can have instantaneously everything you want, instant gratification, except job satisfaction and strength of relationships. There ain't no app for that. They are slow, meandering, uncomfortable, and messy processes. End of quote. But here's the thing. How can we expect our youth to develop this skill when they aren't given the opportunity to practice it? And you may be thinking, well, they go to school. Isn't that an opportunity to practice and develop their ability to delay gratification? And in response to that, I would say, maybe, but not likely. The thing is, many young people have a need to and not a get to or want to relationship with their K-12 schooling, in their eyes, education is a requirement, an obligation, an expectation, and many of our youth see it as a burden. So if this is their perspective on education, what awaits them at graduation is not what I would call gratification, but instead something that I think is more accurately described as a feeling of momentary relief. And I hope you would agree, we don't want our youth to describe relationships and career with a word like obligation or burden. So, if your child sees their schooling as an obligation, and technology and other advances has made delaying gratification a thing of the past, well then, what can a parent do? Three main things. Live it. Praise it and create opportunities that not only encourage, but often require the delay of gratification. So that first one, live it. Ask yourself, do your kids see you practicing patience? Do you have things, activities, endeavors that are difficult and arduous in their nature? And if you do, are these things done out of choice? Meaning, have you voluntarily committed yourself to these activities or endeavors? in an effort to improve yourself and maybe the lives of others. You may be listening to this thinking, you want to talk difficult and arduous endeavors? I'm a parent, so consider that box checked. And yes, you would be correct in that appraisal. However, most young people don't see it like that. They are more likely to see your parenting, all the things you do, the time, the energy that you put in, as more of an obligation than as an opportunity for growth that you have chosen. So other than parenting, what do your kids see you doing that is voluntary, difficult, and chosen by you so that you can delay the greatest forms of gratification? And also, you may be thinking, I have a job, a career, that is difficult. Doesn't that count? It absolutely does. If... Your child sees your relationship with your job as one of choice, opportunity, and gratitude. But the fact is, many young people don't have parents who have that positive perspective when it comes to their occupation. What they will often get from their parents is direct and indirect messaging that communicates an association or attitude of, this is something I have to do. So if that's the case, you've got a couple options. Change how you view your job, change how you describe your job, or have things outside of your job that your child will view as your commitment to continued growth. Growth that is only possible by delaying gratification. As I often say on here, it is your life, not your lectures, that will have the greatest impact on your child. And I can't say something like that without sharing my favorite quote when it comes to parenting. It comes from James Baldwin. Children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. Okay, now on to the second way I think parents can encourage the development of their child's ability to delay gratification. And that is, when you see it, praise it. Meaning, when you see your child resisting the temptation of the immediate reward in the hope or preference of obtaining a more valued reward in the future, when this happens, praise this. Even if this choice or effort seems small, praise it. Because, in reality, anytime your child demonstrates this ability, it is worthy of praise. Reason being, when your child makes the choice to delay gratification in ways that they haven't done before, this can and should be seen. As a monumental moment, whenever your child makes his choice, however small you may think it is, they are actually demonstrating an ability to rise above their older and more primitive wiring. The wiring that has been handed down to them by millions of years of evolution. Because you see, much of our old wiring operates from something called the pleasure principle, which is the instinctual seeking of pleasure And the avoidance of pain in order to satisfy biological and psychological needs. To unpack this a bit, for 99% of pre human and human existence, the act of delaying gratification would have actually been an evolutionary disadvantage, not an advantage. Our ancestors' survival was dependent on making decisions and taking actions that served. The immediate patience was not a great approach for much of human history. But now we live in a time where we ask our youth to sacrifice the wants of now in service of a better future and a better self. So even though this ability to delay gratification can be seen sort of in a way as an as a unnatural act, the good news is this. Delaying gratification is something that can be learned, but our youth need practice. Okay, so through that lens, I hope you can see that any effort by your child that delays gratification is in a way a radical and impressive feat. Some examples of this radical choice could be when your child chooses to finish their chores before they play video games or watch YouTube. Or maybe they choose to save that that sugary treat for after dinner. Who knows, maybe they choose to save their money so that they can buy something they really want instead of buying something less desirable the second the money hits their hand or hits their account. Or maybe they demonstrate this ability by, by being able to stand in a long line for something without expressing anger, frustration, or boredom. Each one of those things especially if they haven't been demonstrated before, are worthy of praise. And I think if you look close enough, you will be able to notice when your child is choosing to delay gratification. And finally, the third way I think parents can help their child develop the must-have muscle, known as the ability to delay gratification, is to encourage, create, and expect your child to have something I call DGAs. That stands for Delayed gratification activities. So these are the types of activities, hobbies, interests, or pursuits that have the built-in component of delaying gratification. Examples include playing an instrument, learning a language, making art, playing sports, gardening, baking, woodworking, reading a book, maybe writing a book, or learning to code. When really explored, the, the options are endless. But the key with all of these DGAs is these must be activities that your child feels they are choosing to do, not forced or required to do by their school or parent. And I know, I said earlier that I think it's a good idea for parents to expect their child to have one or more of these DGAs. And I'll stand by that, that that's a reasonable expectation to have within your home, for all members of the household, by the way. So while it can be seen as not really a choice... If it's an expectation, I do believe the opportunity to choose whatever activity, interest, pursuit, or hobby that can be described as a DGA allows for the word choice to apply. And again, the options are endless. And your child gets to choose. Maybe provide them with a long list of DGAs or encourage them to pick something not included on your list. Maybe a good idea to, to encourage them to be creative. In their selection. Okay. Shifting gears a bit now. When I lead parent groups, I'll often wheel out one of those uh, uh, dry erase boards. And then what I'll do is uh, I'll ask parents, what is the thing? You know, the number one thing that they want most for their child. And the number one answer that I have received through the years is they want their child to be happy. So on this topic, Of happiness. I would like to point out that many, if not most people, use and have adopted an incorrect definition of happiness. Unfortunately, many people tend to confuse happiness and pleasure. Why I bring this up is because if you, as a parent, decide it's time to have a conversation with your child about the importance of delaying gratification, this can be a great time to bring up the topic of happiness. And during this conversation, you may be able to help your child redefine what happiness really means and share with them just how much different it is than pleasure. And just a little observation here. In those parent groups, there was never a parent, not one, that said the thing that they want most for their child is pleasure. Nope, that hasn't happened yet, thankfully. And if this is a conversation you are open to or wanting to have with your child, I encourage you to share with them the work of Dr. Robert Lustig, who describes the key differences between pleasure and happiness. A link for his work will be in the show notes, but here are just a few of the differences he shares. Pleasure is short-lived. For example, eating a piece of cake. Happiness is long-lived, like contentment. Pleasure is taking. Happiness is giving. Pleasure is addictive. It says, oh, this feels good, and I want more. Happiness is not addictive. It says, this feels good, and this is enough. Pleasure is often felt while alone, while happiness is generally experienced and shared with others. And when it comes to this conversation about the differences between happiness and pleasure, it is important to share with your child that not only are these things different, but also that the pursuit of pleasure will usually result in feeling less happy. As Dr. Lustig puts it, the more pleasure we seek, the more unhappy we get. Okay, so I hope that this conversation about delaying gratification was helpful. And if you agree with the majority of parents who answered my question about what they want most for their child with the one-word response of happiness, if that's the case, when it comes to delaying gratification, I would encourage you to live it, praise it, and support and create opportunities for your child to develop their ability to practice. And not only practice, but to appreciate the delaying of gratification. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast, or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspective4parents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number 4, parents.com. Thanks again.